It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome to another sparkling edition of Plank of the Week. And we are in a new month. It is May. The weather doesn't tell you it's May, but you'd think it was actually the spring, possibly even the summer. And we've got a brand new team in for this month. And it is, of course, Mark Dolan, uh, the talk radio drive time host extraordinaire. Uh, And Emily Carver's back as well, economics expert, woman of many talents. And I'm very, very glad to see you both because we've been stuck in this kind of um, situation where we couldn't get anybody into the building. Obviously, we could get you into the building, but we were going with with Kevin O'Sullivan and Dawn Neeson, and we just decided to keep it like that for a while but now that the shackles are off yeah we're allowed to rotate so don't worry kevin and dawn will be back uh, but for today it's you guys and so i'm very glad to see Quite you. a lot of pressure yeah just a bit yeah don't worry this is not a competitive uh, game am i, all, am I uh, kevin or dawn that's the question <laughs> would you like to kick us off mark given that you're so confused yes i'd like to offer as plank of the week exhibit a dominic raab yes who is hardly a barrel of laughs at the best of time <laughs> but this government are past masters now at turning a good news story into a bad news story. We have, as we well know, this wonderful vaccine rollout. The most recent statistic that I've seen about tragic COVID deaths is one in the whole of the UK. And of course, that's very sad. Yes. But in a population of 67 million, it's not... uh, Do we have to keep saying that, do you think? Well, do we have to carry out it? Well, I think think you do. I think you do, because it's true. We've never enjoyed... You know, these statistics about cancer, about COVID, about any disease. But the bottom line is, in terms of priority, yeah. COVID now should be rock bottom. And yet, doing the rounds of the Sunday morning interview shows, Dominic Raab has pricked the air out of the balloon. This is just as outdoor hospitality has got going. Mm. People, people are enjoying a pint in their local, in the beer garden. They've been to Primark and bought 57 T-shirts, eight t-shirts each, each for like a couple of quid. And it's like, OK, this is what the original like, old-fashioned way of living used to be. And it's going to be snatched from us. So his terrible, terrible hint was that some restrictions may continue after June the 21st. Yeah. And the, do you think what, he actually knows whether they are or not? Well, I don't think he does. My, my view is that you know he, he kind of lets slip. I don't think he lets slip at all because Dominic Raab is not an improvisational sort of character. You know, this is clearly a government message mm. which he has been there to kind of deliver. And we're being softened up for more restrictions after June the 21st. He's also, you know, the most troubling thing about Dominic Raab is he's been pictured wearing a vest. I don't yes. know why he's wearing a vest. I think it's got something to do with karate. But I mean, yeah. my version of karate is you wear kind of a white jacket don't you don't you wear like a suit with a yes. with a with a belt well, well, like, he wearing I think so. it? well he's in like a team picture of some kind when he's a bit younger and he's wearing a vest and it's not a white vest it's like a no. really weird i mean i don't trust men like that a wear string vests. vest 
not quite that bad. <laughs> no, but, but, but normally the reason why men wear vests is to show off their amazing muscles. I think that's what he's arms. trying to do. Yeah, but I he, I mean, but he's, he's, he's got he a figure good? similar to mine. He's closer to me than Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. old Rob. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, well, that's the, reason enough to be Plank of the Week. The, the two it types is. of people that could justify yeah. a, a, a vest would be Arnold Schwarzenegger, a bodybuilder, or Rab C. Nesbitt. Yeah, and, or and somebody in a race, maybe. Because that's fine. But he wasn't in a race, um, no. and he was just standing there. Yeah. He'll allow it at yeah. the Olympics, that's yeah. it. The Olympics, you can wear a vest. Well, I tell you what, there's, there's still talk that one day Dominic Raab might be a candidate to lead the Conservative Party and become Prime Minister. Oh, God. At, at which point I will definitely emigrate. Yes. But in the meantime, look, it's a really, really depressing moment because we are tasting freedom. We're looking forward to We've had that carrot of the 21st of June dangled in front of us mm. for so long. Now, I feel that all restrictions should be lifted straight away, yeah. given the fact that the current restrictions are still damaging lives and impacting the economy. And it's the economy that pays for public health. Yeah. So in in the end you're going to kill more people and you're going to wreck more lives if you don't lift the restrictions the problem we've got now is this very idea this narrative that there'll be some low level restrictions into the summer and yeah. the bottom line is that if we're not going to be free after june i don't think we ever will be no well the thing is the default should be freedom any sort of restriction or freedom even a covid marshal needs to be justified by data in my view and it simply isn't so no, should just be and there isn't any evidence now. at all that would suggest that there's any problem going inside a pub. Even Sage have actually said that there's a very, very little chance of you catching COVID inside mm. a pub. We've got now pubs which are having to shut down again because they, all their stuff got blown away yesterday, yeah. up in the, particularly up in the north of England, where no, it was paling. There was a guy sitting outside a pub in Skipton in the snow, you know, like nursing his pipe, refusing to leave. You know, the great British bulldog spirit. But, you know, people can't operate like this. You know, there's no difference. What's the difference? Going into a pub in two weeks' time or mm. going into one today, how is it going to be any different? That's right. You know, And social distancing has to end because hospitality is not... Basically, it's no business model for any pub to have social distancing. Right. At the moment, they're not even breaking even. And when they open indoors, they, they will possibly eke out a small profit, but it won't be what it was before the pandemic. And the problem is now, as we exit this pandemic, a lot of these businesses are carrying more debt because they've borrowed money to keep going. Mm. They've had bounce back loans. They've also probably privately borrowed cash too. So um, in the end, it's all got to stop on the 21st of June. We've got to move on. And you know that adage, learn to live with this virus. We're endlessly hearing about new variants. Yeah. And of course, it's a concern. But if the vaccine is so inefficient that it's not going to protect against new but variants. It is efficient. But we but already know it's sufficient. Well, exactly. And that's the other problem. Boris comes out last couple of weeks ago and said it was all to do with lockdowns. The reason that, uh, you know, we're much safer is because... No, I'll tell you why we're much safer. Because most people have now been vaccinated. Yeah. And two, it's gone away. Yeah. Because that's what viruses do. Especially in, in the spring and summer months. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Know. Totally and utterly ridiculous. And, of course, it doesn't help, as I say, um, that no one in government will make any kind of um, firm commitment to anything. Well, you know I mean, the those reason... pictures from the weekend, I mean, from yesterday, all the, those sort of middle-aged women huddled outside yeah. underneath yeah. these umbrellas just to have their it's fight. It's and undignified. It's so cruel and undignified, yes. But it does show the British spirit, I guess. It does. No, absolutely it does. And, and people are coming up with some remarkable ways of trying to uh, keep us actually entertained yeah. and, and able to get a drink and something to eat. And it's amazing what they're doing and they're just having it all shoved in their faces by being told well you won't be able to get more we, we still don't actually know what the rules are going to be no uh, on the 17th well of i think the government don't want to take us off the leash and the reason why we're being softened up for more restrictions after june the 21st is because if they lose all of their mechanisms of control the symbolism of face coverings social distancing the arrows in supermarkets mm. 
endless hand sanitizing. If they, if they remove those, they fear that the genie is out of the lamp and they'll never get control again. So once we've tasted complete freedom, uh, then essentially the yeah, public but, won't I mean, as comply. As Emily says, it's not for them to give us back our freedom. Mm. It's for us to take it, isn't it? Yeah. It's for us to go back to where we are. I think this summer is a test case for our long-term freedoms. I think if, if everything isn't lifted in the summer, that's it. We, we are done with the old normal. It's mm. over. Mm. I'm not as pessimistic as you are. I think we will come out of all of it and it will be as if it was a kind of bad dream. People look back at it and go, do you remember that? Oh, but what yeah, as long year? as we don't get rid of Boris and get Matt Hancock in as Prime Minister. Well, do you know what? I mean, Boris is not doing a job at the moment. He's completely and utterly obsessed with uh, Carrie. He's doing everything that she says just to stay out of trouble. He's like the worst kind of boyfriend, right? Because all he's <laughs> doing is doing whatever he thinks will keep her happy. And that's his main focus, which includes all sorts of other things. Well, we'll he wants to, to keep all later. the wrong people happy. He wants to. He keep, should be keeping he, me happy. Right. He wants to keep <laughs> Carrie not. happy. He wants to keep Matt Hancock happy. And he wants to keep Sage happy. Yeah. He's got all the wrong friends. He has. And each day that passes, with every kind of uh, utterance that comes out of his mouth, the, the game's over. I mean, he doesn't seem to have the ability to know what to do. And he seems to mm. just do whatever he's told. And that, that's not that Boris Johnson was elected. What is the alternative, though? Well, Dishy Rishi is Dishy Rishi, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Rishi mm. Sunak would be a great prime minister. And he doesn't have to borrow money from people to have a life. You know, that's the other thing. <laughs> well, that is Boris true. Johnson, that's definitely true. Boris Johnson cannot even run his own household, if that's you right. like. No, I mean, basically, Rishi Sunak is so rich, he can, he can turn the flat at number 11 into Downton Abbey. And still have several million. He can left. erect the Taj Mahal in Green Park, you Easy. know, Mark Two, and build himself a mausoleum. Yeah, he probably could. He could, and I mean, I'd much rather have independently wealthy yeah. politicians running the country than somebody who literally can't afford a pair of shoes. Because that's what we're being told about Boris: that he hasn't got any money at all. He's been stripped yeah. bare, and if you can't live a certain type of lifestyle, you just don't live it. No, that's exactly right. I think that's why he's taking his eye off the ball during this pandemic. He's been on the phone to Ocean Finance, you know. Yeah, it does sound like he's like me when I was at university. Payday loans. Yeah, (laughs) trying to sell gold. (laughs) Unfortunately, Gordon Brown's already done all that. Yeah, just a bit. (laughs) Got rid of it all. But anyway, listen, so I think Dominic Rob's a very good beginning. Emily, who's your first nominee? Um, So my first nominee is a, well, an institution, Edinburgh University. Excellent. I don't know if uh, either of you saw, but it was reported in the Times that they're issuing guidance now to all of their lecturers on transgender issues. Oh, yes. Okay, so this is obviously to Didn't create... Didn't you used to go mar- there, Mark? I did. Did you? Yeah. Okay, well, there well, more work than I was, I was Martha at the time. So. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah. Right, just as well. <laughs> okay, so the list includes what they're telling people to do. So mm. lecturers are to include their preferred pronouns in yes. their email sign Is that the he, him thing? That is the he, him thing, she, her. So if you're um, signing they, Mike then, Graham at the end of an email, you go he, him, or not? Yes, so you'd have to do that, yes, because people might not be sure. Or you might Dear cause me. offence to the one transgender person who might be offended. Um, but it's more likely that other people would be offended on their behalf, I see. as we've seen. Correct. So yes, pronouns... Non, non-trans people. <laughs> more more likely, it's never the be group. It's, it's never, never the, the group actual people. that's being protected that seeks protection. No. No. Why does it have to be he, him, by the way? Why can't it just be him? Or he? Well, because they're different pronouns, aren't they? He, him. He, him. Subjective, nominative. Ho-hum. Oh, I see. Ho-hum. I mean, I would do ho-hum. <laughs> ho-hum. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's one of them. Right. They also have been told to, or indeed encouraged to wear rainbow lanyards on campuses. Yes. 
which I mean is just bloody ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Um, you know, is that wear a, one, an LGBT wear one if you like. thing or an NHS thing? Pardon? Is that LGBT or is it NHS? Because whenever you see a rainbow now, I'm never quite sure. Uh, yeah, that's because true. the NHS is LGBT friendly. Oh, I see. Yes. So when LGBTQ I see... LGBTQ plus. Sorry. When somebody... <laughs> he, w- him, Z. he, him. When somebody spray paints a rainbow on the road, right, I assume it's something to do with LGBT, but it might be the NHS. And also, why are they spraying it on the road? What's, what's yeah. that about? And they spray a, a train, LGBT, and then yeah, police a, number of, done, they? a number of high-profile um, gay men and women said, you know what, I don't want a train, um, you know, splattered in the LGBT train. flag. I mean, they're quite happy without it being mm. so. But I've, oh, always, right. I've always thought that the blue heart and the rainbow was just a sign that somebody aggressive and toxic was heading your way. Yeah. Certainly on what Twitter. the blue heart? I look out. Well, I think that's supporting the NHS, which, which we clearly all do. Oh, no, I want to sell it off to the Americans, personally. <laughs> Obviously, uh, my, my my problem is that I, I think any of these monikers are a bad idea. You know, the red rose, Monica. the hearts, it, it's all really bad. I'm, for example, challenging lockdown, and the the lockdown skeptics have got their own sort of pink flower. Have they? As they skip all of the symbols. Oh, see, I don't. Why don't I know yourself. any of this stuff? I don't know. Oh any yeah, of and these the flowers. smileys oh, yeah, on the other side face, who correct. are fighting back. Yes. But the thing is, it's not that people can wear rainbow lanyards like. If you I'm want not to. a fascist. Right. You can wear whatever you like. Right. Um, you can put your pronouns in your email signature, he, although him. I'd probably roll my eyes at it. You'd be but he, I mean, she, her, would you? She, her? I, I would be she, her, yes. Right. He's learning quickly. <laughs> this is good, yeah. See, this is good. The Plank of the Week is also educational. I'm keeping up, know. Mike, with all the woke uh, Well, what's woke they, trends? them, then? What's they, them? They, them is for people who are non-binary or don't wish to commit to one gender or oh, the I other. I see. Okay. Um, like Sam Smith. Like Sam Smith, yeah. yes, who came out as... I've got some bad news for Sam Smith. He needs to change his name. <laughs> Otherwise, people are going to assume... Well, I suppose you could be Samantha. Correct. You know, like Sam Fox. He could be, yes. Yes. It'd be an easy switch. It's not easy. But this, this, is, this is... You raise a really good point. This is actually the difference between somebody that's maybe quite politically correct, very right on, which is, which is how people used to be, and that was fine. What wokery is, it, it, nobody is suggesting that those set of values is necessarily bad, which is to care about equality and to be... It, it's the policing of other people's yeah, wokeness. Completely. It, it's evangelical. It's the way that these people metaphorically go from door yes. to door, enforcing their ideology on yeah. you. It's, it's the, the new pro- intolerance, isn't it? Well, that's it. And it's yeah. the proactive nature of it that it's policed and it's, um, you know, very illiberal. And that's the problem. Well, that's it. the thing. And even if it's not banned, it essentially is because you'll be sort of, you know, looked down on, frowned upon, potentially given up for, uh, yeah, ostracised by your mm. peers at University of Edinburgh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just think these things shouldn't be mandated. No. If you want to do it, they're actually like gangsters. Well, it's like Goodfellas. These people, it's like a gang, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I mean, those, yeah. Is those, he one of us? Those, all of those sopranos. He's a friend of ours. You've basically got to sort of <laughs> chop, chop someone's arm off to prove that you're in the gang. Yeah. It is mad, But it's isn't like it? Jordan Peterson, obviously, who was massively, you know, caused a massive backlash when he suggested that, um, uh, you know, that we shouldn't compel speech mm. when it came to misgendering. And there was all this massive uproar and he was, you know, the left's public yeah. enemy number one. Oh, he was more and, or less um, chased into the darkness, And he? all he was saying is, you know, if you ask me to say, you know, a, a pronoun, I probably will, you know, just go along with it to be polite. Yes. But I don't want the state compelling me mm. to say he, him or no. whatever when, you know, or they, them. 
um, it's just not a job for the state to do. Yes. And it's not the job of University of Edinburgh either. No. I know that's not the state getting involved, but they shouldn't be telling their lecturers what they can and cannot say. No. And the list goes be... on, by the way. There's so many things right. they're not allowed well, to say. Well, we had that school, didn't we, recently, where the head teacher told the other teachers that they couldn't say good morning, boys and girls anymore. Yeah. Because that was in some way an insult to everybody. You know? yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But it's really just the wider thing, isn't it? People, a lot of people who go into education want to re-educate rather than teach. But yes. what, uh, what fixes this is one word, which is freedom. Yes. Just let people decide what they call themselves, what they call each other, each to their own. But no, that's not well, simple. Exactly. That's, that's, that's oversimplifying it because if you mm. say to me, I wish for you to refer to me as Samantha, mm. you know, why should I? Well, so funnily enough, I'm entitled. I, for example, if somebody is trans and they are, identify as a woman, then I acknowledge that. And it's like, congratulations. And you are a woman. Really? That's it. Because, but that is, that's a decision I have made. I don't have to recognize them as a woman. It's my choice. Right, and I cannot lose my, my job but the rule because is, I haven't... Yes, but the rule is now that you mm. must recognise them as yeah, whatever they and say. That's, uh, that's but, not free. And that's not freedom, no, is it? No, it isn't. Because and it's actually not tolerance either because actually if you respect someone else's gender and, you know, their orientation, it's actually more flattering if you've chosen to respect that and to be tolerant. Mm. And it's a proactive... But if you've been forced to by the stakes, you're afraid to lose your job. That's mm. hardly tolerance, I mean, is I it? would have thought, surely... Well, no, it's not. You can't, you can't censor your way to tolerance. There you go. I believe. Can you not... I mean, can people just not be polite? Would that not be the answer? Yeah. And I don't just know, treat they, people... Mike? Sorry? <laughs> that would, I mean, you know, it's just an idea. You know, I, I yeah. don't ever catch on, obviously. You know, well, I, I remember years ago... Or just take a joke as well? Well, there yeah. is that. But I remember years ago in a family friend that transitioned, and this was in the 80s, very ahead of their time. And it was just a case of, oh, you know, Uncle Steve is Auntie Louise now. It's no big deal. And that was it. You're like, oh, yeah, okay, fair it's enough. Fine. It's no big deal. There didn't need to be a campaign. They, they I don't remember anyone release, getting cross about it. Or put posters up on the trees, mm. you know, or anything like that, like they do when they lose a cat. You know, why would you? It's not anybody's business anyway. But anyway, there was a last thing. They're also asking... Uh, lecturers to actively acknowledge their cisgender privilege. Huh? So, See, I don't even know, know what that means. You don't know cisgender. Well, I don't know what cisgender privilege. So is. that's cis, it was cisgender is, you know, someone who's who's been born in the body that they identify as. Right. As the gender. So if you were so born a man and you identify as a man, so I'm yeah. cisgender. Then, you right? are. Yes. So you have white you? male. How exciting! <laughs> and now cisgender okay. privilege. So I have white male cisgender privilege. Yeah, things okay. to feel guilty about. Well, luckily I don't feel guilt because I went to Catholic school and they got it, beat it out of me. <laughs> you know, they were trying to make me feel guilty about everything, including the sins uh, of the Father and the sins of our Lord and all of that, you know. So now I don't feel guilty at all. All of this great job. Is, is telling people what to think and how to live their lives. I think it's, it's a strong word, but I think it's actually abusive. Yeah. I think citizens are now being abused, brainwashed and gaslit people are frightened. by these pressure gaslit groups. Gaslit is a crucial point, I think. Mm. People are frightened. Really I mean, are. I speak to people quite a lot who say to me, I really love your show, Mike, but I can't admit to, to my friends that I do. Yeah. And I can't admit to them that I listen to it because they also think you're this rabid maniac. Now that I'll be able to tell them I'm cisgender, Presumably that might change things because people won't be ashamed anymore. Or is it bad to be cisgender? No, you have the privilege, so therefore. But is it a bad thing? By the way, I mean, I think. Is it? To acknowledge your privilege is a good thing. Do you know what this also does? This pushes us further away from the truth, Mm. which is why, coming back to COVID, I don't believe those opinion polls where people say that they support face masks and lockdowns. I think that they've been phoned up or they've been stopped in the street by someone in, in a cagoule. And they want to look like a nice person. 
And they've basically... Yes, it's true. They've sort of gone, yes, no, yeah, we should course. definitely... If you're, if you're going to save lives, we yeah. definitely should do... But I well, think also privately the people think something quite yeah, different. They always no, but the also that's, that's how they ask the question. They go, if you, if you, would you like to save more lives by continuing the lockdown? You're not going to say no, are you? That's well, exactly like, right. Would you go sit in that pub if you knew that you were about yeah. to uh, cause the death of someone? No, obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like these ludicrous adverts, you know, that you might kill somebody if you go around to their house or, you know, if yeah. you, somebody walks past and they want to join you. You better not let them, because then there'll be seven stop. of you. Those I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's yeah, bonkers. You're going to get a situation where people are pretending to think things that they don't. Yeah. And therefore, public discourse won't, won't be in any way authentic, which sounds to no, me like communist China. Mm. Because in, in, in any totalitarian regime, it's well known that you have this duality within society where people have their public face and public conversations. Mm. And when they get indoors, that's when you see the real side of them. And, and that's when Scotland, they, they then talk you freely. In for that. You can't talk freely in Scotland indoors. <laughs> no, otherwise, your children will shop you to it's the true. talk police. Yeah, they have little microphones. Yeah, unbelievable. Anyway, we better get on. Uh, I'm going to change tack altogether here because you're both uh, quite serious this morning with the, so. the, those two particular nominations. I'm going with Adrian Edmondson, uh, <laughs> formerly of The Young Ones. You might remember of course. him. Uh, was quite a funny comedian for a while. Now doesn't seem to do very much at all. Um, lives with Jennifer Saunders, who I believe is his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent out a tweet yesterday. Uh, just trapped myself on a window ledge whilst cleaning the windows. I mean, one, what's he doing cleaning the windows? Yeah. And two, I've seen the picture, and he's basically one floor up. It looks like he lives above a pub. It looks a bit like Primrose Hill to me. It looks very nice. Um, and uh, he could have literally jumped from there and probably not hurt himself. It's one, yeah. it's one story, you know. Anyway, he goes, I had to ask a passerby to fetch help. The fire brigade came, a small crowd gathered, thoroughly enjoying themselves. Um, the fire brigade were very kind and didn't snigger too much as they rescued me. How's your bank holiday going? Now, it's, it's quite a self-effacing tweet, so yeah. I'm not going to be too hard on him. But seriously, I mean, one, what's he doing cleaning his own windows, right? Everybody knows you get people to do that, don't Correct. you? Correct. Um, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, and you go outside. Some people joke later that maybe it was Jennifer who actually locked him out and didn't want him to come <laughs> back in, which is more than likely. So there you go. Who's your second plank? I've got Prince Harry, who I realise is a, a sort of hardy perennial of planks of the week. He's just trying to the world. <laughs> well, do you know the great thing about, about the, the way we've been doing it so far this year is that we keep just carrying over Harry and Meghan. Because, you know, we carry one person <laughs> or two people over every every week. So now that you've nominated him again, I'm going to have to carry somebody else over. I think you will. It might be Carrie Simmons. But by the way, it just, it just goes to show that the irritation value is not exclusive to Meghan Markle. Harry himself occupies uh, that space. Oh, quite, yeah. quite, quite happily, because he's been to an event called Vax Live, a pop concert featuring J Lo and other stars. Joe Biden. The Foo Fighters were there. Yeah, the Pope Correct. apparently sent a message. Yeah, well, that's right. Did. The Pope was involved. <laughs> so now we're now so we're now dealing with uh, as I as I refer to him, the Herbert, formerly known as Prince Harry, yeah. um, who now thinks of himself as a sort of pop star stroke Pope like figure. Yeah. who can just go from stage to stage spreading goodwill. Yeah, that's right. giving everybody advice on how they should be living. Well, that's right. I mean, he's, Jesus. He's flavour of the month in Los Angeles, isn't he? I Doesn't wonder how long me. that will last. For me, Prince Harry is like... Hershey's. Well, they're all off their face on marijuana, aren't they? It's legal there. So they're all stoned. They're, they're all, probably yeah. Think, you know, probably think he's the king of England or something. I think so. I mean, look, he wouldn't be so popular. He wouldn't have this platform, He, you know, attending these concerts and getting a rock star reception unless it was the titles that he has so openly rejected yes. and vilified. And why does he keep using it, well, If you're going to beat up on your family like that, make outrageous accusations that then haven't been backed up, 
then you would surely want to relinquish those disgusting titles that are associated with yeah. this out, outrageous, surely. horrible family. Yes. You'd think. Was that, no, 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 I'll slag off the and family. And also the links to colonialism as well, one yeah. would have thought. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. You sometimes get the, the offspring of famous people that can't bear their famous mum or dad. And what mm. they do is they change their surname to their mother's maiden name or something. I'm just going to move on well, with like my Julian life. Well, like Julian Lennon. Well, he, he was not a great example. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it certainly has happened in the past where people have disowned their famous parents. There is there is one daughter of the of the Osbournes. Yes, that wasn't in the Osbournes show. Well, not Kelly. And no, she's the and only one I know because he, Kelly and I then the, the, and then the lad. But then there's this other Osborne daughter. Oh. She's like, I don't want any of this. Right. I want to be a normal person. I don't want to be famous. Okay. I'm not going to be an Osborne. So, but even that in itself is a little bit twee, isn't it? Because you're so well off and rich, and well, you can afford to. You can afford to go. I don't want to be famous. Yeah. I'll just yeah. be somebody ordinary I know. in a great, great big house in California with a Bentley. The big problem we have with Harry and Meghan going to the states is that we were we laboured under the illusion that okay, you know, they've gone. It's created division within the royal family. It's been a headache for the Queen. It was very unfortunate. I think it's been great for the royal family actually. I mean, they've never well, been more popular. It's, it's certainly more talked about. Yeah. But the problem and the is, the others' we, ratings we, actually gone up. Yeah, have gone down. everyone it's now thinks Katie, who used to be kind of thought of as a bit jumped up, mm. yeah, because you know, God yeah. bless her, her mother was an airline steward. That's true. Yes, you know, it's just, she was this climber. horrible social climber, middle yeah. class wannabe. You yeah. know, she's now the queen of the royal family. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That I think, picture of her in the car yeah. on the way to the funeral. Brilliant. Wow. Yeah. I think I think even Prince Very Andrew. Elegant. I think even Prince Andrew has enjoyed what I would call the Harry bounce. <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. He was doing okay until he formed that company with the guy who was sacked from uh, Coots Bank for sexual harassment. Not great. Not a good that look. That wasn't a good look. Not a good really. look. And Harry now is, he's like Hershey's chocolate, right? Only popular in America. Yes, very good. He's the one who fell in love with Meghan Markle and chose her and some reports would suggest didn't brief her fully on what royal life was actually going to be like. I don't believe that. I don't believe a word of that. Absolute rubbish. And also, uh, who got to a stage with his own father, Mm. whose his own father wouldn't take his calls. Yeah. I mean, you know. I used to think she was the only narcissist in the pair, but it's no, clear I think that both, he's much worse. both I think, of them are. Both of them I think he's, he's actually more entitled. Worse. Yeah, totally. I mean, to sit there with a straight face and say that he was cut off by his family when he's got 30 million in the bank and picked up 5 million last year from his dad alone. And that was, what, pathetic. during the COVID pandemic? During yeah. our worst recession since probably the Second World War? Yeah. Uh, yeah, really. Got his Prince, finger Prince on the Harry, Prince Harry, <laughs> I think Prince Harry could be the winner this week. Well, he, he might could, be. He might have nailed it there. Emily, what's your second nominee? What's my second nominee? Well, mine was going to be Boris Johnson, but yes. not for the reasons that we've already we've already suggested. Well, he is a bit of a plank. Pardon? He is a bit of a plank, though. Um, yeah. Well, I kind of feel sorry for nominating him a bit. Because of your traditional Tory links? Well, no, because he's been getting such a headache from you both on the radio this past week or you so. You don't think he deserves it? You know... Obviously, I don't think it's great that he's been so secretive about his expenses. It's not great. And why is he being so secretive? Um, it's possible that he has something to hide. Yes. And it's that possible be, that, that he is suggestion. slightly arrogant and doesn't particularly like sharing the truth. Well, But we kind of knew that when we voted for him and we decided yeah, that on balance we still prefer him. Yeah, but there's a difference between, you know, not wanting to have your private life plastered all over the papers because you want to look after your kids and I get all that and that's fine. But this is not the same thing. This is not his private life. This is him living in a house which we pay for, which is part of the British sort of traditional establishment, uh, which he's chosen in his wisdom to decorate in a way which looks pretty hideous, quite frankly. But I mean, if I was getting charged that kind of money, I'd be asking for it back, I think. And I'd be asking him to come back with some Ikea stuff that looks a lot better. But 
he, he this is all of his own making. You know, I, I likened it last week to him being um, Lewis Hamilton on the sort of final lap of the Grand Prix. Mm. Miles ahead of the next the next car, you know, two laps back. And then suddenly he gets to the last bend and just careers off for yeah, no apparent reason this all into just, the pits. It's all just a team effort from most of the mainstream media to get him fired. I don't it's think so. It's also see-through. I don't think that many people I actually care as long as the taxpayer isn't paying well, for the well, that, Yeah, but the taxpayer is paying. The taxpayer gave 60000 towards it, and that still wasn't enough, so he had to get even more money uh, to, to satisfy the mad, crazed carry who seemingly can't... How do you know it wasn't him that wanted the... Uh... Well, have you taken a look at what he looks like? I mean, this is not a guy that... <laughs> just it look was at, not him. Just it look was at not his... him. I was, told, I was told there used to be, when he was editor of The Spectator, there used to be a very um, scruffy uh, sofa, shall we say, uh, in an area where it was quite well used, uh, oh, I'm right. told, if okay. you know what I mean. And nobody ever bothered that they needed to recover it or fix it or get a new sofa. This is not a guy who cares about soft furnishings. I really don't think he does. But he does care about who actually finds out who gave him the money. And he's, that's the he's soft in the head. Yeah, I, he, should, I, he should have just come out and said, you know. And it's not a story. I mean, he's making it a story by not telling us. I think, I think. What, what bothers me about this is that when you're prime minister, your life is problems 24-7. Yeah. That's just your job is problems. That's what you do for a living. And this is a problem that is entirely self-inflicted. Uh, the rumours are that advisers were concerned about this issue and about the compromising nature of the cost of refurbishment. Who paid in February of last year? Uh, it just this doesn't need to be a drama that actually played no. out the way it did. But don't you did. think it's quite interesting that it came immediately after all the claims of sleaze in other areas? Yes. It's obviously part of a, you know, a continuum. Well, because they, well, they went for Cummings, right, and Cummings decided to retaliate. Mm. And it was never a good idea to go for Cummings. They should have known better. Anyway, know. the reason why but I you're, think so he's why are you nominated? Yeah. hijacked slightly. It has. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I wanted him to be my plank of the week was because he's hired Neil O'Brien oh, God. as his levelling up advisor. Yes. And um, that irked me quite a bit because Neil O'Brien is, of course, the MP who I know him only for the fact that he's essentially been in charge of a witch hunt among any people who, including a lot of red, uh, talk radio yes. presenters, for sort of... I guess, wrong think when it comes to lockdowns. Well, he basically coined the term COVID denial. Yes, he did. He coined it and he also founded this website called COVID FAQ, which sort of reads a bit like the Byline Times in that it seems to be totally, mm. you know, conspiratorial and sort of a witch hunt for anyone who might be slightly lockdown uh, sceptical. Yes, and, um, who, who have, it, so and also people who have legitimate questions about the efficacy of various bits of government policy. Well, he's exactly. one of the most unpopular MPs in the history of MPs. He's known, is he not, as um, Matt Hancock's house elf. Um, <laughs> and apparently he's so close um, to Matt Hancock that you know nobody else can get anywhere near him. And this, so this is clearly some kind of reward. But also, as you say, Emily, what a stupid appointment to make. And also, what does it even mean, Minister for Levelling Up? Levelling Up what? Yeah, from what I know... And I, I might be wrong on this, but I think he's, how, his history, his career history is just running a think tank, a yeah. Westminster think tank. I'm totally tank. worked with David Cameron as an advisor in some way. Yeah. And also but do we, not want, do, we not want, do we yeah. not, not want a focus for that important levelling up agenda, which swept the Prime Minister to power in December 2019? I mean, levelling up was one of the big things, wasn't no, no, it? No. Get Brexit yeah, done. but Brexit was the thing that got him in. That's and really levelling up with it all. To be honest, I think levelling yeah. up as a... So. As a um, it's kind of an insult, isn't it? I mean, they're basically saying nah, to people I think it's what people felt investment in their area. like us. Do you want to be clever and smart the like we Londoners? The government always tried to pump money into, into, into areas Liverpool of the country that aren't doing well and it just doesn't more, work. of more public money than almost any area in the country, right? Mm. And nothing's really changed. 
Levelling up is a scam. Levelling up is a scam. That's totally. not true. Just cut taxes. I mean, look at look at Radio Five Live moving to Manchester and the BBC. You know, moving people around the country. Nothing's changed. Nothing's yeah. happened. It hasn't regenerated. All they've got now is uh, Salford Keys, which is a bit like Canary Wharf without the people. Mm. We need to sort you out know? the cost of housing and cut taxes, and that will go further than any exactly pumping well money said. into some like courtyard or whatever. Yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, let's let's have a sort of you know outdoor, you know indoor you know, amphitheatre where plays can be put on. This is what Mark you know? wants, though. Wouldn't it be romantic? Of course. Yeah, let's level up, you know, Gateshead by putting an amphitheatre in the is, middle of it. You know. Look, communities always want inward investment and they were promised infrastructure. They were promised no, they want more, jobs. more buses. They want jobs. They want to pay yeah. less tax. Yeah. They'd be able to do it themselves if they didn't have the government intervening every Yeah. Well, this was the big lives. this was the big Boris sell and it went very well because, you know, the whole of the north of England turned blue and if, if he doesn't deliver on that agenda, they won't have him back. No, it'd be interesting to see what happens. People aren't stupid. No, they're really not. They're really not. And they don't like to be talked down to either and and told that they're somehow not as as worthy as people in the South. So we have to give you special dispensation because you're a northerner. I mean, that's not what they want to Every community wants more money. And the message of levelling up is we're going to invest properly in the North. And that's that really helped to get Boris elected. Yeah, except they're not and they haven't. So well, that's a good point. And this this bloke O'Brien or Nob for short, as I like to call him, uh, isn't going to make any difference. Well, those are his initials. I mean, you know, just being can't tell a lie. Just being accurate. That's what his friends call him. All right, Nobby. (laughs) Now, listen, uh, I'm going to go for an old favourite of mine, Gary Lineker, Gaza, who's a lovely man. Uh, blocked me on Twitter many, many years ago. Doesn't like me at all. Has attacked me, actually, on Twitter as well. Um, and has a, had a go at me several times. But you might remember this weekend was the, uh, the end of racism because uh, everyone involved in football decided not to tweet out about anything at all. Uh, everyone involved in the Premier League and every other football league, I think also uh, quite a few media organisations, decided that they're not going to tweet. Four-day boycott of Twitter in order to stop racism, right? Mm. Now, we've had it's come and gone, so I'm assuming racism has now disappeared as well. I don't know whether you can uh, tell me what the result of that would be. Uh, but unfortunately, poor old Gary Lineker, who's an inveterate Twitterer, right? And this was drawn to my attention by somebody else because since he's blocked me, I can't actually see what he's tweeted. But you know what he's like, and he still yeah. um, absolutely kind of... Uh, clings to this idea that he can say what he likes even though the BBC have said that you're not really supposed to have political opinions although he apparently still can um, there was a tweet put out by a woman called Janie Godley who's quite a funny comedian actually you yep. probably Glasgow know. based Glasgow based I've known her many years nice uh, lady. left wing but very nice woman oh, but she nice. put out um, she put out a tweet about Lawrence Fox who as you know um, is a candidate for, for the mayor's election and she's just had a picture of him and it said who says right wing comedy is dead Okay. Now, I'm sure even Lawrence Fox probably thought that was quite funny. Mm-hmm. Problem is, for Gary Lineker, on s- at about 7.30 on Saturday night, only sort of a day and a half into the boycott, decided to tweet Janie Godley. Oh, dear. And you just think, he's obviously forgotten Correct. that he's in the midst of this you know, massive anti-racism campaign. And he put one of your funniest voiceovers yet to her with a laughing emoji. Then obviously realised uh, when people started going, oh, Gary... You're supposed to be uh, not on Twitter this weekend, remember? You, you promised that you'd help stop racism by, by not tweeting. And so he then, about an hour later, had to remove the tweet. But he deleted it. And he deleted it. And then didn't tweet but again. Didn't, didn't Gary Lineker also done. pop into his shop without a face mask after having been lecturing people about yes, face masks? And it's just rank hypocrisy. This is the guy This is the guy who, when I did a bit of a rant about that on uh, talk radio, that was when he came on and attacked me and said, that, you know, this bloke's nice, isn't he? And then just went on some rant about you Yeah, know, And by the way, but perhaps he wanted to not wear a mask as a kind of debating point. 
which is something he I'm, claims I'm, he forgot. I'm comfortable with people wanting to debate face coverings in as provocative mm. a manner as they so wish. But what you can't do is have it both ways and lecture people and finger wag about a face covering and then not wear one yourself. No, exactly. And also, who forgets to put it on? I mean, I don't know anyone no. who's forgotten that they're supposed to wear a mask at a well, shop. Yeah. This is the thing. You can go into a shop and not wear one, by all means, but don't pretend that you've forgotten you were supposed to. Yeah. The thing is, you can be as nasty a person in your private life or, you know, in your work life or whatever, but as long as you say the right thing at the right moment, like Prince Harry and Meghan, say the right woke virtue signaling thing, mm. you were right in the eyes of the In the uh, eyes of the woke karate. And the woke karate. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly right. So anyway, so Gary Lineker's things. in there for me, not for the first Good time. One. And, uh, you know, who's your third, Mark? I've got Mr. Justice Julian Knowles. Oh, Are yes. you familiar with him? I'm not familiar with that name. Well, he I'm is... not, the, the Queen's Bench Division has not been known to me for many years. I used to know them all off by heart. No, uh, this is the High Court who have ruled against Hugh Osmond, the former, uh, sorry, founder of Punch Taverns, one of the biggest pub chains in the country, um, who pointed out, who identified there was no scientific justification for hospitality having to wait until the 17th of May mm. to reopen. The High Court have said, no, um, this rule will stand. And the law, as far as I'm concerned, is an ass. The lure. <laughs> the lure. The lure is an yeah. ass. Yeah, I mean, it it's is. just ridiculous. Well, the thing I don't understand about this, this case is that first it was delayed, mm. then it was kind of postponed, and then the government were told they had to come up with some evidence. And then the, um, the sort of solution to the case and the verdict came out this morning after a bank holiday Monday, mm. after the government having not been able to provide any evidence. I'm not quite sure how they won. Oh, I don't know either, and, and we've seen the same issue with children in secondary schools as young as 11 wearing face coverings all day long, and th there, have, uh, there, there was a legal case action by law or fiction to actually pursue the Department of Education on that one and demonstrate that they're justified and that they work. Unfortunately, it seems like the judiciary is just not going to be there to help, to call the government no. to account. No, and it seems um, unfortunate that everybody in every single sort of arm of the establishment is carrying on with this narrative and just nodding sagely as if everything mm. is only down to one particular opinion. Well, of course you must wear a mask. Of course you must socially distance. Yeah. When I spoke to a doctor this morning, he said there's no evidence, actually, that either of those things makes any difference. I think it's, I think it's just getting cruel now. You know, mm. I was reading on Twitter, I think it was Belinda DeLucy who tweeted out that she um, about that her exams, daughter was yeah. going to have to wear a mask for the entirety of her GCSE examinations. There's already social distancing yeah. in exam halls, obviously, so you can't cheat. Why on earth are we inflicting that on young children? And people say, oh, it's not a big deal. You know, my kid was okay to wear one. But your kid isn't everyone. You know, yeah. not everyone's kid. Also, it is a big deal. That. I think it's a massive You know, I deal. say this to anyone who says it's not a big deal. You wear a mask for seven hours. And you're nervous. Also, wear it for seven hours. Sweaty face. Horrible. You get Thank ill. Thank you. That's not very nice. But the thing is, it's the <laughs> lights. It's the, the lights. Um, no, but I mean, I, one of my kids didn't want to wear the mask, doesn't wear it. Now, if it was meant to be so dangerous for you not to wear a mask, then how is he allowed to go to school without wearing it? And also, how, how is it that children wore, didn't wear a mask for months and months of the pandemic right. at school? Right. And how, is it that, and how is it that we still have not yet to see uh, the so-called peak, uh, the little spike that we were going to see when schools no. went back? No evidence that, None that, of it's they, 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 that they stopped transmission, yeah. but also no evaluation of any potential impacts on a child, mentally or phys yeah. physically, on the wearing of a mask. And, and this is why... You know, I've argued vociferously since early in the pandemic that these measures that are not definitively effective but might work must be mm. discretionary. Yeah. So you can say to people, that's fine, um, you know, wear a mask if you want to. 
the vaccine is something I've ugly. welcomed. I've welcomed the vaccine because it, it clearly it clearly works. It's clearly effective. And that's why I can get behind that. Mm. I can't order people to wear masks no. because the data just doesn't stack up. We already know that for um, young children, there's hideous research saying that, I mean, it's obvious why this would be the case. But surprisingly enough, small children are having problem with their communication skills. Really? Possibly because they, they've been seeing people wearing masks the entirety and they haven't been right. to school. I know. And this is like newsflash breaking news on the BBC News website. Um, what are we going to do about this? Um, maybe don't force them to wear masks during their GCSE exams. There is there's an, an idea. idea. Well, listen. Although this was toddlers. Yeah. But still, it is. The whole thing's ridiculous. We're running out of time rapidly, you guys. So let's have your third yes, one, I'll Emily. Yes, I'll squeeze in my third. We yeah, don't have on. to uh, spend too much time on her. It's Jamila Jamil. Yes. Who, do you know who I'd Jamila Jamil is? I'd forgotten all about her, Actress actually. from The Good Life. She is an actress. She's also an activist and self-proclaimed feminist. Obviously, she has she, her in her pronouns. She does. And she used um, to always get into arguments with Piers Morgan, didn't she? Isn't, is not that the same yeah. one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she's very much known as a sort of woke... Um, you know, female power, yes, yes, queen kind of girl right. um, that, you know, lots of people are adoring of. Anyway, I don't know if you saw, but Caitlyn Jenner, who obviously is the former Olympian that come reality star, come now um, transgender woman, yes. is um, was uh, caught by, you know, a So is that, is he, she, her? Yes. Right. Sorry, just check Such a thing, Mike. Sorry. Do keep up, Mike. I'm trying to, it's confusing for me. Anyway... She was uh. caught, not Jamila, Caitlin, was caught, um, you know, going on her uh, coffee run and they asked her, um, and a reporter asked, oh, what do you make of sort of, you know, trans women um, being in women's sports? Yes. And he said, you know, very, she said a very reasonable response saying, you know, I think this is something we need to look at. It's not very fair. And, um, you know. Uh, they shouldn't be allowed mm. for whatever reason. Very reasonable, very reasonable. Anyway, Jamila Jamil gets straight on this because she likes to attack anyone that could be deemed transphobic in any any way at right. all. Gets on the case and starts you know, tweeting to her million followers about how this is transphobic and how it's awful that this trans woman who can claim to be an ally and whatever when she's you know, saying such things as, as trans women can't, uh, mm. essentially biological men. So this is should, again going back to this argument that if you're a trans woman, you all have to think the same way. Yes, essentially. Which is madness, Essentially. And what was most plankish about this was that she chose to make a collage of pictures showing um, male athletes, mm. biologically male athletes, um, uh, basketball players. Him. And she showed you know, tall ones next to short ones, different sizes. And I guess the idea was to say that you know, peop- uh, men of different sizes play against each other. Why can't men play with biological... Uh, why can't uh, women play with biological men if they've transitioned? I'm not exactly sure what she was saying there. I don't think the, she knows much about basketball, does she? But the pictures were of biological men. Yes. I mean, essentially, they all had penises. Right. So um, her point was sort of lost on me. Um, but this sort and it's of also vacuous virtue yeah, signaling. It's kind of complicating something. That's, it's like inventing something so that you can have a row about it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, quite. I mean, I don't know if there are any um, uh, female basketball players currently playing in the male leagues. I suspect there are not. Uh, having transitioned that way. But it's always the other way around, isn't it? It seems to be. Um, and certainly what we've seen is stories about, you know, men who are biological men transitioning to women and playing in a sport which is for women and, and beating them hands down. Like there's a weightlifter, I think, there's a, there's a wrestler, you know. And it does seem... And if, you are, if you're actually going to ask about sport and you ask somebody who's won an Olympic medal, that's probably quite a good opinion, yeah. isn't it? And we're, we're a bit more sensible in this country than in the US, although we're always a couple of years behind. Mm. In the US, you will have 
uh, biological men who have transitioned sat next to a female athlete who's mm. about half the size and yeah. obviously doesn't have the same hormone makeup mm. and they're arguing oh it's totally fair for me to be you know wrestling against yes. you right. or whatever it's just madness you but seem that's to have won point. hands down strange isn't it well my third one is going to be line of duty and i know that uh, you'll probably both moan and groan about this but you can't uh, you cannot escape unfortunately this week line of duty has been the kind of you know main event you know if it wasn't for bill gates getting divorced um and if it wasn't for um you know prince harry this would have been the main story of the entire yeah. week because amazingly Everybody said how awful it was, but it ended up being a record-breaking Sunday night television viewing opportunity uh, at the end. And everybody now seems to agree that it looks as though it got rewritten very hastily at the end. And it was a very disappointing ending, and nobody was happy, but yet they're all still talking about it. But I'm still going to make them Plank of the Week just because it's become such a woke show. You know, everybody in it um, has got some wokery going on. You know, it's not like a proper police show. It's just, you know, and because it has kind of dominated the airwaves for such a long time this series and now they're talking about bringing it back again i just think you know i have i cannot pass by the opportunity to put them in as plank of the week well it's very funny that i don't normally take too much notice of what's trending on twitter but the word disappointed yes was trending <laughs> on twitter yeah because it seems like because i'm not an aficionado of the series well i'm really not either i mean i didn't even i'd never even seen it until last year but in the first sort of lockdown things got so boring oh, you did and, and a I just thought well, this is meant to be quite good I'll just start looking at this and I saw like all four I think it was five previous series um, do you want your life back do you want those hours back well now? no because I wasn't doing anything else okay. so it, wasn't, it didn't really matter um, I was about to say all the audience uh, numbers were probably the planks of the week but then I guess as you say well, that People may well be. Maybe, maybe, maybe I could change it. Audience of Line of Duty. <laughs> I don't know. But hanging on for this yeah. long, even though it was clearly I, a I mean, yeah, and fact, the only season. reason I wasn't planning on watching it because I'm now so out of the habit of watching television when they want you to watch it, which is you know nine o'clock on a Sunday night. I thought I'm not sure I want to do this, but then I thought I started watching the first one because I knew I was going to talk about it. Then I watched the second one. And I was so confused. I mean, I literally didn't know what was going on. And at the end, I still don't really know what it was about. You know, so yeah. I've watched six hours of television for no good reason. Maybe I'm the plank. Mike is plank of the <laughs> I think Maybe so. it's me. You know, well, I'm sticking with Line of Duty. I mean, okay. I could make it Jed Mercurio for being so well, because he also Well, has you revealed could argue they fell at the last hurdle. They fell at the last hurdle because not only was the ending changed to make it less interesting, um, he also did that terrible thing that all you know, dr drama types do, where he's made out that the actual um, appointment of the guy who was H, which I'm not obviously going to say to people in case they want to watch it, he said it's some kind of allegory for Boris Johnson. Because oh, it's yeah. somebody and also his Twitter, out of his depth, his Twitter bio, his Twitter bio says, wear a mask, which I think is very telling. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is very telling. Still. Shudder. <laughs> anyway, so here we are. We're nearly at the end of the show. So we've got our nine. We're going to carry over Carrie Simmons, I think, because she's still not allowing Boris. Because I bet you she's saying, don't tell him. Don't tell him who gave us the money. Um, I'm going to now ask you to choose the mm. final three. Right. I always so, forget what I've nominated. So, yeah, if you can remember what you've nominated, <laughs> why don't you tell Mark and he can pick one of yours? Okay, it was your alma mater, yes. University of Edinburgh. Correct. Then we had, what did we have? We had Boris Johnson for Neil O'Brien. Mm. And then we had Jamila Jamil because I just despise her. Yes, and I went for Mr. Justice. No, I don't know who you want. No, I don't know who you want. You've got to pick one of hers. 
That's the I format. Yeah, you've forgotten, Which haven't you? After a year. It. So this is what happens after lockdown. I'm, I'm going to go Jamila because it's an example of what we were saying earlier, which is that Jamila is not even trans herself, and yet she spends all day worrying about trans rights and how other trans people are treated, which is overreach, it's appropriation, and clearly evidence that the phone's not ringing. And, and she's a feminist who doesn't care about women's rights. Wow. And that's, an, that's also So I'm going to go Jamila for me. Okay, so now you can give me your three. Right, I've got Mr Justice... Let's go in the order. Dominic Raab, Foreign yes. Secretary. Yes. Prince Harry and Mr Justice Julian Knowles. Do you know, um, when I put Dominic Raab's name in here, it, it, it also corrects to Dominic Arab. How weird is that? Well, that's how he identifies privately. Yeah, see, anyway, <laughs> it's not him. I think I'm going to go with Prince Harry. I was hoping you'd Prince say Because Prince Harry has to be... Has to I be. Think so. I think he may even win the whole thing, <laughs> the whole shoot. So, uh, my three: um, mm. Gary Lineker, Adrian Edmondson, and Line of Duty. Mm. They're all. A I'm going to go with Adrian Ed- Edmondson. Yes. Just because, um, well, he created his own comedy sketch. He really did, didn't he? And it was a pretty stupid thing to do. And also, I mean, <laughs> I suppose he decided he had to tweet about it. Otherwise, somebody else would have done because he was out there for a while, I think. And the fire brigade turning up outside your house is yeah. one of those things that you can't And how hide. many people that have super glued themselves to a tree didn't get free because of him? Well, exactly right. How many, how many cats didn't get oh, rescued? Tell me the cats. I mean, goodness me. Although, do you know, there's been talk over the weekend of fire engines appearing at people's houses and going in, knocking on the door and fire officers asking people if they've been vaccinated and if not, why not? Brilliant. No, I don't know if that's the truth. I've seen Is that a preview of next only. week's Planks of the Week? What, the fire brigade? Yeah. We can't call them that anymore, can we? I used yeah. to have American friends who fell about laughing. Why can't you call them that? Well, they're now the fire service yeah. in the same way. Brigade gendered. It's a bit military. Well, I, I know, I think it's because I used to have American friends and they'd be like, when I was living there, they'd be like, go tell them what, what do you call, what do you call the, 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 fire, the fire people? And I was like, the fire brigade. They don't fall about laughing because it. it just sounds so bad. Oh, it's so British. I think it sounds nice. I think the fire brigade's good. You don't have it, to get rid of everything that's good, don't I you? I know, I know. Right, so, uh, so we have then um, Adrian Edmondson. We have Prince Harry. Yes, and then we, we have Jamila. Mm. So we have to choose. Given that we don't want to be seen to be guilty of misogyny, yeah. We probably shouldn't pick Jamila, should we? Perhaps not. And no. then Adrian Edmondson <laughs> has done more good in his life than bad, hasn't he? He has. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of second division plankery. It's not yeah. massive plankery, is it? It's I the kind of plankery gonna, we could be... all be guilty of. Yeah. Well, looks like it's the ginger idiot, doesn't it? I'm afraid so. <laughs> yep. Although, yeah, I'm not sure you could call him that, because that might be gingerist. <laughs> I think I'm OK. Although you're all right, aren't you? <laughs> I've just realised that you can say it. Fantastic. So, it's, so it is, in fact. So Jamila coming in second. Yep. Adrian Edmondson third for Perfect. locking himself out of his own house by the window, not by the door. So, Prince Herbert, formerly known as Harry, uh, you've won Plank of the Week again. Congratulations. Thank you, guys. We'll Thank see you next you. week. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.